of Chef Edge podcast and in this one we're going to be talking all about immersive travel because two weeks ago I went to a um, jungle <laughs> with, with 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 a tribe and we we went to the north coast of Colombia where there's the Santa Marta mountains covered in jungle and we had this amazing opportunity to uh, enter a, a part of it which had never been entered even by the tribe before and sleep overnight oh really yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a brand new experience for them. They, they've always wanted to go to that part and um, to, to this peak, but they, they, uh, well, they're working hard. Why they? And I, I think it's largely because they, they're, they're working really hard and they just never found the opportune reason, you know, because yeah. for them, things are, things are very um, practical and mm. you just don't waste energy for fun you do it to look for things you do it to um you know um benefit your 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 situation uh you know in terms of food or something like that but but here we we kind of came in and said uh hey <laughs> we'd really like to do this and one of the uh one one of the guys there called uh, yes my day he's 22 years old full of energy Same? yes my day no, no, yes, yes, my dear. Yes, or my dear. Jess Maida, yeah. That's his name. Jess Maida, yeah. <laughs> Which translates to yes, my dear? Which sounds like yes, my dear. Oh, okay. Jess Maida. Jess Jess Maida. He said, no. I really, really want to do this. It sounds, I think as, as a 22 year old, you want to, you know, especially for the tribe, like go out into somewhere uncharted and, 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 and make that journey and <clears throat> mark on it. And, uh, and it was very, very lucky because most people weren't willing to do it. You know, they had things to do. It's the jungle is sacred. You don't just have Westerners and foreigners just turning up and going there. Um, but they were, I think after a day of um, working with them and hanging out with them, they were more open to it. It's actually, we came with the plan, but nothing was confirmed until we were there. And then um, on the second day or the third day, that's when... There was I a bit think, of hesitation at the first from them to actually go and do it. Yeah, because they were happy. They're, they're a community. They called them, um, the community is called Murumbuke. And um, mm. I think, yeah, we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll guide you to where these words and terms are. i think we i think we should write an article about it maybe um mm. but the the community is called murumbuke they're part of this uh iku tribe and um otherwise known as arwakos and uh they have set things up so that they can be more open to the outside world this is something that they want this is to share their culture with the outside world they think it's um, important that people understand who they are and their values and their way of life. I think didn't didn't and, I see them when I was in Colombia, like or one of the tribes, the ones when we were walking um, um, uh, through the the rainforest next to the beach, and there were these guys all dressed in white, and they were cutting up coconuts. Um, yeah, I think they were the kogi. <clears throat> yeah, they were they were yeah they were cutting the coconuts. Yeah, exactly. So, um, 
this this area, so it's actually the same area, uh, has about four major tribes: the Kogi, the Arawakos, the Wiwa, and uh, a th third or fourth one that uh, that uh, maybe isn't so significant because <laughs> they don't exist. Um, so yeah, these these three <laughs> are, are, are the main tribes, <laughs> and um, they. Uh, Depending, so so, and they they each tribe actually they 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 come from the same Tyrona culture. We'll, we'll get into what that means mm. and the history of the Tyrona people um, uh, after. But for now, um, yeah, th th these are the three tribes that kind of descend from them, and they inhabit different parts of the Sierra Nevada mountain range. And I think depending on their proximity to civilization, different things have happened, right? Um, so some mm. of them from a long time back, from maybe 20, 30 years back, have become exposed and started realizing they can make some money out of their garments and things like this. And, and other communities that were a bit more isolated have watched and realized that, you know, this is probably not the best way to go. Our cultural integrity gets worn down when we just like kind of sell our garments and stuff. People don't pay attention to us. They just want to take photos with us and move on. And, mm. and and they've seen this because they're very, very proud. They, they live their history. They live their culture still. I mean, we can get into this. It's completely fascinating how mm. you enter their world when when you when 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 you um, visit them. Um, but but yeah, other communities have watched on and they've they said that are they quite welcoming to outsiders coming in and so, they want people to do that. So or? yeah, so 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 yes, yeah, it's, it's a connected point. So um Others have watched on and they realized that this wasn't so good for those people. They've resorted now to like begging their, those parts of the community or, or, or they don't have the correct respect for their culture anymore. Um, and so many, for this reason, especially since they've been isolated for a while, are very apprehensive, closed off to meeting mm. or allowing anyone from outside of their communities to come in, to see, to take photos. Absolutely not. Like we were going to originally do a 40 kilometer hike to a community that knows about the modern world. They, 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 they connect with it, but they don't allow the modern world to come to them. You're not allowed to mm. visit. And it <clears> turned the out. They're ones that you saw. So, so these are the ones that uh, we, we were going to, we had permission, but then they happened to have a meeting of the communities so what it is is that they have like a central place of meeting, which is like this huge space that they've carved out, I maybe mean, with fifty huts that everyone can or houses that everyone can stay in for like a week, um, to 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 do meetings, community meetings, voting, um, all these kinds of things and spiritual rituals, and then people come to that central place from their their homes and their communities, which are spread around. Uh, maybe like a 10 20 kilometer radius around that central place and you we can only visit that central place you can't just rock up to somebody's house um and that central place no so it must be a very large community was close old... in that period yeah. and we weren't allowed to come just to finish the answer to your question the murumbuke community has made a decision that they do want people to visit but mm. you can't contact them directly. You contact them via other people that they trust. 
and mm. they establish things and then they agree or disagree. Uh, it could be because they've got a ritual happening and they don't want people there for that um, because yeah. they want to be focused or it could be simply that <clears throat> they're not prepared or it could be... Um, Has anyone yeah. seen these like spiritual rituals that they have? So I, I wouldn't be surprised if people have, we just missed one and on purpose, right? They, they, they didn't, uh, yeah. they, they, they didn't want like bystanders. It's real for them. Uh, so actually really interestingly, we had um, the Jess Midas sister, actually, who. Um, Can we call him. Yes, my dear from now on. We, we, no, we, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <Just like Jay. laughs> his, his sister actually uh, just went through her wedding ceremony the day before we came. And listen to this. It's really interesting, um, the wedding ceremony. So they have to, there's, there's a number of rituals. The one that she'd just been through and that completed the whole ceremony was building mm. a, a, a house, which is made out of clay and bamboo. They built this house um, together the husband and the wife or, or the or, or yeah you know and they have to do it with without sleeping they have to complete the building of this house without sleeping she was awake for uh, for four days by the time we met what her, non-stop and in that time they meditate they do rituals they build the house it's not just, they just build- just building the house the whole time <laughs> i'm, I'm sure there'll be a, like but well, i would be in a rush me with my yeah. <laughs> with my western head i'd be like i would need at least just a year this? to build a house What's even a if it's just a mud house <laughs> <laughs> these guys are luckily pretty skilled yeah because we'd, we'd, we'd be dead before we finish that thing yeah. but here's the thing yeah. it's, it's it's not it's not just a house it's it's actually they, mm. they have another place to live this house is purely for symbols of their relationship so in this place they put um it's a sacred place where they put what symbols that they believe to be important to the relationship so this could be anything okay. from 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 like gold so to it's not feathers it's to... not like a a large house that they're building it's that pretty... actually they can live in with a it's, it's, swimming pool you can, you can, or you can i mean we never got to see it because it's in a secret place that's theirs but yeah um you could apparently you can you can walk in it and walk around it and, and it can contain an entire lifetime's worth of things so okay it's not a small construction it's not maybe huge but it's not it's it is it's just one room right it's not like yeah rooms. Room. there are rooms in there and okay <laughs> yes. okay right. yes not teton cummins <laughs> little <laughs> setup yeah two, exactly. two-story house with a bed with four <laughs> yeah exactly and, okay. exactly it's 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 not like that but still um okay Took them four days nonstop without sleeping. Still, to build that for four days sounds pretty impressive. So yeah, yeah, and it's not even a place you can live. It's a place where you, it's, it's, yeah. where you, where you put things. But this is this is uh, I found very very kind of curious that they would create a sacred place to put symbols of their relationship. Yeah, I thought that was quite a significant um, piece. So of their does that mean they're not allowed to have? And like it's it's a it's a place where they put stuff like memorabilia for their relationship because usually we would have that yeah. in our house right we would in our in our living space we would put down photos we would put down um, yeah things that we've collected over the so. years together with in during a relationship mm, but they yeah. have to put that separate 
Yeah, I mean, now that you mentioned it, it could be a practicality thing because they wouldn't really fit in their normal living spaces, which are very simple. There's no, not really any, it's just another room with hammocks in it, right? Um, uh, because, yeah, like it's I said, it's an emotional thing people. as well. That's why we have, that's why we have it around. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't be reminded of our relationship as well, right? So, but maybe it's like, yeah, they're just, their culture so different. They go there and they sit down and they, they reflect yeah. on their relationship in a yeah, special think- place. I think, I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we, yeah, there, there, there are different ways of doing it. Um, mm. It's not like we don't do it, but but mm. but I think it's quite interesting that they build, like it's a part mm. of the wedding ceremony. They actually build mm. another space purely so that they can, mm. and then that space is purely about the memories of the relationship. Um so I guess when you approach that space, one, you have a huge deep memory of of, of connection with the person because you build it together over yeah. four days on stop without sleeping. There's and probably no divorce. And you you immerse in, yourself within in that, that community that moment. I have no idea about it could divorce. Um there's probably no it, no word for it. Interesting. Uh, well, let, let's see, because they, they seem to have quite an interesting uh structure when it comes to marriage, too. Because mm. I mean, from a practical point of view, um, they are isolated communities and if they don't if, if they don't procreate then the community just dries up right so so that's my practical interpretation of this um position that they have towards monogamy which is you should if if if, if you're you marry you have a wife uh, or a husband you're monogamous but if they can't bear children you can then have another wife and you can you That's can. rule. If they can't, oh, yeah, if they can't don't be children, they, you can have another wife. So um, it makes sense in a way because they, 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 there is a necessity to procreate in their culture, but they're doing it in a way because they don't. I remember reading that they, they don't, um, they don't uh, uh, marry outside of their own um, tribe, essentially, right, or or their own. Um, um, yeah, ethnicity. I didn't. So I, I, I didn't hear about any like Pogi Wiwa marriages. Um, mm. It's difficult. We, we talked about a lot of topics. We only hinted on this. We kind of, I think we established that one of the guys, <laughs> mm. one of the guys in that tribe, uh, he fancied a Wiwa woman and he keeps on walking over and visiting her. I don't know what that leads to or, or what the, he denied it, um, but it was quite clear <laughs> that, that he was, he was, he was, he was into this wee girl. Uh, he even, he even had. Uh, some, but they're all yeah. Tyrona people, right? So yeah, you could talk about tribes. Like so they they're... Can, but even within tribes, they're not allowed to, outside of the tribe, they're what, not allowed to. Um, well, what marry. I can tell you is that, um, well, I can certainly find that out. Uh, we we we, uh, we 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 have some contact with these guys now. I mean, but, the, the, one of the first things that came it, to my mind was like that the gene pool there must be quite small. Yeah, and speaking of which, like you know, you you couldn't really have these communities if everyone was mixing. If maybe it happens, but very infrequently. I mean, they they have mm. different languages now, and they have different almost different religions based around the same gods and the same principles, the same deities and the same principles, they recognize mm. when I, when I spoke to that, when I asked them about what the other tribes, they said, yes, we're different people, but with one goal. And that goal was like, with you know, one goal, oh, okay. with, with yeah. one goal, which is with the same goal. So they recognize that there's unity between them, which is that they 
care about this environment. They care about the Sierra, Sierra Nevada mountains. And they do this through mm. spiritual understanding of the place, which is, I think, a commonality they feel between each other. Mm. But they are different. Right, they are to have different languages now. I mean, apparently, very, very different dialects, not quite different languages yet, but still. Different. Can I ask a question though on their? Because you were talking about like how, you know, this guy was talking about this Wewa, the different tribe, right? Wewa tribe. He yeah. fancied this girl from there. When when you when you're talking to them, do they come off as like you know like um, very? different like you know like they have they're different people with this one goal spirit that and you know they seem to be quite spiritual people as well but <clears throat> they seem to be quite similar to like when you describe this like any other guy that you would meet as well does it do, you know oh yeah i fancy this girl from over there and i no, i think i think there might, there might that be come a across of, as well i think i think there might be a bit of my uh, own uh, spin on it <laughs> like mm. like he was like that but he was like that but so i guess your question is um do they come across yeah. as different as just like another guy or as another guy me just just uh, another guy you know like uh, another person that i can that... describe it to you this way um when we were should i get into the jungle yeah let's let's do it um when uh yes my dear is, is the one that we got to know the best and because we we mm. went with him into the jungle and he, on, on some level we knew each other because he was 22 he wanted to like get into the jungle and and you know he he i mean he climbed a and by the way there there's an audio of this whole experience that's what i was supposed to say at the beginning there's an audio of this whole experience that we'll we'll, we'll add in and you, you can hear all these events taking place um immersive audio but you know he he wanted to he climbed that whole palm tree and lopped off all the leaves of this palm tree from the top in the middle of the jungle in in the dark just so that oh, we can how high was this tree oh it's good like um it's like 20 meters or something what yeah, yeah palm trees are basically just vertical without any branches and shit as well right yeah 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 so he like just grappled like just bear hugged the thing and just went up with it he didn't have a rope because i no, see no, like people no, no they climb they, they wrap like around their feet or something and then and this then they kind of like shake me up so thin uh, it was quite thick mm. and it had big mm. like chunks to it it was like a crazy tree actually oh it kind of like had these kind of scales or something right? yeah the like trunk. these thick heavy scales exactly oh so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay so he you could, actually yeah. there's like somewhere to put your feet in and you're hold i on guess so it. yeah which could have okay, had snakes yeah. in it but, but who knows um yeah and and so so this element and he he went up to the top and he loved all the things to be like way and he he loved that like kind of energy that that we, we were giving him because you know super cool mm. thing to do right and then as guys we kind mm. of get that um so so those elements like this we did talk about girls and he he, he mm. but but and and he you know wanted to know more about how we date and stuff in the in, in our cultures in london or in bogota in the cities what's it like so he had a curiosity ab about not, like not how at we all in my like case <laughs> what <was that? laughs> not at all in my case oh i'm not sure about that mike We'll, we'll get into your, <laughs> this, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into your dating life. <laughs> Why not? No, um, no, that's not. <laughs> now, okay. But um, but at the same time, this mm. same person 
so at night what we had set up was was uh was a, a shelter we, we we cut down a section of the of the um well we found an open patch amongst trees and then we cleaned out that open patch and we used the leaves and, and some sticks and some logs to build a shelter yeah. for ourselves mm. and um we had two fires burning and those two fires, and you can hear all this in the audio, by the way, like us building the fires and you can hear the sounds and everything. But we had these two mm, fires yeah, burning. And um, yeah, and so the light of this fire would scare away jaguars and snakes. And then the smoke would keep away the um, mosquitoes and the insects. And every now and Did then, work? I feel like it worked. It worked because there weren't, I didn't have any bites. I didn't put repellent on. Um, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought the light would kind of attract insects as well, though. No, then the smoke gets rid of them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I'm not sure about the light balance because there's quite a lot of red light coming from from fires, unlike Mm. light bulbs. But anyway, um, sometimes those fires will go cool as we're sleeping, right? And then you'd feel the cold, and then you'd wake up, and you stoke the fire again. We'd wake up and stoke the fire again and just start getting busy and kind of distracted but he'd wake up stoke the fire close his eyes meditate Mm. and then lay back down and fall asleep and i think that's so he would sit down and meditate he'll sit up meditate for some period yeah completely still and then lie back down and fall asleep again and I that think that's, that was a profound experience to me because I could feel the control he had over. And this guy's only 22 years and old. His connection, exactly. And his connection mm. with the place, this jungle. He wasn't scared. This was home. And, and that, that to me, um, so yeah, exactly. He's only 22. And he's very, very proud of, uh, I mean, he grew up living this, 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 this culture. Of course, mm. but I think that's that's the difference. That's when you discover, okay, these people are rooted in something, and they're living something that that mm-hmm. is different to us, and it's quite interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you think he's ever set foot outside, like in a modern world? It hadn't sounded like he'd been to Santa Marta yet. So they do have a rule, actually, which is um, at least this community, which is that you can go to the big city as long as you mm. can come back with new insights and information for the tribe, which I think is a really nice balance. Um, Cause you, you don't, you, you, you prevent people from having to make a binary choice. And when they do make a choice to go to the city, they, they always feel like they're welcome back and the, the tribe can get, the community can get advantage from that. Um, which yeah. I think is very like forward way of thinking. Very cool. Um, and and uh, and so it didn't have so they can, like it'd been they there. can they can go they have the option to go if they want to if, they, if they're if curious they yeah they yeah. can head out do whatever they need to do just even get educated whatever they want to do um, mm-hmm. and come back and, and yeah, contribute no I just just ask because I wonder like if it's um um <clears throat> the reason you know as as city folk mm. you know we we'd probably be like, oh, I couldn't ever imagine like living like that, you know, even, even the idea of living in, um, um, in the countryside. Well, actually maybe not necessarily in the UK, but in Japan, I always hear like uh, the words like 
uh, Choinaka, which is like, oh, that's so countryside, you know. Mm-hmm. Like people who live in the city, they can't ever imagine a life like in mm-hmm. in the in like the farmlands or the countryside, yeah. you know, because it's just too it's too far away from the city. It's just like no one, yeah. no, they wouldn't know how to live. So I'm just yeah. wondering, you know, like the, these these guys, like uh, are, they're so proud of it and they they mm-hmm. know, but do they also know the other side of life and are they making that choice? Yeah, with the with the knowledge of what other options there are out there, and yet still, uh, oh yeah, back to this life. Oh yeah. So so actually, <clears throat> um, I should I should know just my dear uh, sister's name, but I I just mm. I, I I don't know. I guess we never used her name often enough to remember. But um, she used to go to Santa Marta before the pandemic quite often, which is which is a city that's nearby, and. Mm. Um, and so she could speak really good Spanish. Did we uh, go there? Did we go to Santa Marta? No, we 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 drove straight past just the airport. Okay. Actually, it turns out to be a fun town, but um. So yeah, she used to go quite often, but always come back. And there's that she speaks she speaks Spanish and also just just Madea does as well. Yeah, just Madea speaks Spanish despite sounding like he's never been to Santa Marta, but. His sister also speaks Spanish because she went to Santa Marta. That's what I understood. And now it's fading because she's going less. Um, but while she was there, she met up with certain people. And these people, uh, another lady who happened to run um, a reserve or a hostel reserve type thing, um, mm. which I think, again, I, sh- I should link the name to um, probably in this podcast or elsewhere. Um, else- elsewhere, somewhere that we will explain and point to afterwards um but yeah so so so, so she she was reserve and her special things so they're from bogota originally and they learned how to build a certain type of toilet which are compost toilets and so she they, they met in santa marta and then now that information about how to build compost toilets has been brought back to the village which is really nice for them because it's a really a kind of sustainable ecological simple technology which which improves hygiene but also is great for the visitors and mm. this also this community built a school um and when they have enough food they invite all the children to come and of course they would need toilet facilities too and so and so you see so so that's that's the interaction with um yeah. just my sister going to the city but they will always come back because there is something profound to their culture that i think if you grew up living it you would never there's there's different ways we find happiness and peace in ourselves in life right and some places like cities excite me because i have certain ambitions i like to try different foods and all these experiences and cities are exciting places for me but i guess if you but when you went into the jungle you completely immersed yourself in it and you felt exactly why it's so special and you could probably (laughs) spend a lot of time there I, I, I mean, I, I generally love jungles and I could spend mm. a lot of time there, but I don't think I would call it a place that I would give up my city life and just live out there. And the reason yeah. why is that that would lead to kind of maybe a countryside kind of lifestyle where there is just less stuff to do um, and mm. more manual labor. But for them, for this tribe, it's, it's much more than that because it's, it's where they live out their culture and their way of life, mm. um, right? It's, it's a whole 
cycle to it so you, you can't do that in santa marta you can do that much more profoundly if you believe in in, in in certain things like building a place with your husband for four days without sleeping if that's something meaningful to you you're not gonna mm. meaningful to me on the most profound level like this is what life uh, is built out of these phases these steps and this is what gives me connection and relationships and meaning and purpose and if, if, if you find it in those things then why would you ever give that up what, what are you replacing with like a job in the city you yeah. get some money you have some drinks yeah. like what's what's the big deal there in this case if you have an ambition and a job like you know we like mm. podcasting <laughs> then maybe it's mm. good to be in a place of great internet connection and then you place you can eat really well and fly to and things like that but true for, for, for them it's, it's well, very different it's like we, living in the ashram shall mm. we let the uh, viewers listen to the recording because you know as we're talking about it i'm i'm i find myself thinking back or listening back in my mind to the to the recording yeah. and having some perspective there so it'd be nice mm. if the viewers can actually have that perspective for sure as well for sure so to. this is a recording uh, like a live recording of every moment um significant moment that took place on on this trip exactly what we're talking about and and uh and it's I, th I think it really gives a feeling of what it was like um so shall we pause it here play the recording and then yeah start again i'm, okay. I'm also going to pop to the loo <laughs> it's becoming a trademark thing <laughs> i'm gonna just use this arrow okay okay pausing it and be back with everyone uh well after after this um immersive recording short break short short, break. short interval <laughs> okay cool we are now in the heart of the jungle and as you can hear the rain has begun to fall it is a magical magical sound and as it, the rain came in, the temperature dropped. So it's a lovely, lovely, fresh feeling right now. Because if you could see me, you'd see that I would be dripping with sweat. It's always humid here. That is the sound of firewood being cut very, very quickly before it gets wet. <laughs> you can hear the clang of a machete. Yeah. It's because it's pitch black now and we're building a shelter. We're looking for, well, we're clearing the ground whilst uh, the kind of like our, our lead, our Iku guide, he tries and finds branches and leaves for us to complete the shelter with. Get back to you in 10. Okay, up in the tree. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Jennifer. No, it's Jennifer collecting our roof leaves. <laughs> <laughs> da -da -da -da.
Adventura. Oh, heads up. <laughs> Man. Okay, let's stay, let's stay clear of this. Yeah, I think it didn't go yeah, where I was standing. Yeah, I think that was a good shot to move. Oh, no, no, it's everywhere. That's fine. That's fine. Why? I'm stepping back there. Step back here. Bang! Jesus! Una más! I think that's the one above our head. That's the, that's the only one near us. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, that one's already laid down. So we don't need to move that one. Fucking hell. These guys are absolute legends. Well, he's like... He's, no, he's, he's he, the man. He commands the forest. Like, this dude. <laughs> Firstly, he's, he's basically macheted our way up the mountain. <laughs> and now he's get, collecting an entire roof. <laughs> Made out of palm, palm tree cutting it down. Even if I was to hire the... Romanian guys, <laughs> it would take him like three days. <laughs> but the Iku will do it in 30 minutes. Dude, this is unbelievable. What, heads, heads up! Leo's fearless, but his name is Leo. Yeah, his name's Leo. He's right, up, he's all the way up there, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's like, he's like at the top of the tree. He's Shine your. Oh, do you have a torch? No. Can you see it? I don't know if you can see up there. He's like the height of the orangutan. He's up there with the howler monkeys. Dude, the whole palm tree's gone now. <laughs> yeah, he's basically taken the whole tree. Holy shit, mate. What? What? No way. I think he's for show now. Fire man, come on. Yes, come on. Oh, come on. Yes, okay. Kindling, kindling. This food, we shouldn't need it next to us. That's what I'm thinking.
so with the shelter made, two fires on the go, and a whole bunch of smoke running over us for protection, we're off to sleep in the middle of the jungle. See what happens by the morning. <laughs> the jungle's waking up. That's the sound of howler monkeys. Yeah. Imagine communicating with just that sound. This is the Halamonkey, right? The Halamonkey. Okay. 
some clothes. No? Good morning, by the way. Good morning. And here the journey comes to an end as we leave the jungle and head back to the village this morning. Yeah, we're in. So I hope uh, everyone um, uh, enjoyed that little clip of uh, Chetan uh, out in the jungle and. Um, uh, you got. I think uh, there's a little mm. bit there where you got to hear. Uh, yes, my dear's uh, voice as well. Was that him talking? Uh, yes, think, yes, my dear. I think you you heard four people talking. So there was myself, my cousin mm. uh, who mm. came. Um, I think if if it, if it was more kind of loud English, it was definitely my cousin, and you can hear Leo, our um, contact uh, and our guide. And then at times you can hear just my dear, but he's quieter than us because he's more uh, focused. Okay, then I think I heard Leo then. <laughs> yeah. Probably heard and, Leo. And when you heard Leo, like probably just my dear was up in the tree or something as well. Mm. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. And then he, anyway, if, if, if it was English, it definitely wasn't um, just my dear. If it was Spanish, yeah, yeah. maybe no, it no. was. Yeah. Um, that was, it was pretty cool. I mean, um, uh, I remember you you saying uh, that the uh, the howler monkeys they sounded like uh, they were a big cat or something. And I remember when you said that, I was quite quite skeptical because you always I've seen I've seen them on on um, <laughs> TV programs and on nature documentaries, and they always yeah. like kind of like sound like whoop, whoop, or something like that. I don't know. I always thought so. Very good. Um, that sounded like some sort of a monkey. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but yeah, on that audio. It was it was more like a it's eerie man. It's like, like a beast. Some kind of beast it's a beast of the it? jungle. It's a beast yeah. of, when you when you're in the town, I mean in the community, you can hear them in the in, in in the mountain. But what happened was that morning when I was waking up, we we woke up to this deep, mm. beastly sound coming from the jungle. It's very mm. primal. And mm. just my dear said I can imagine. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. What can you imagine? I was, I was like, just I can just imagine, like, if you were someone that had just like uh, visited the jungle, mm. you know, like the 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 uh, conquistadors or something, and you were trekking mm. through there, and then you heard that, just it would fucking Freak fucking out. terrify you. Do you know what? Um, yes. Yeah, so, so the first time we heard them, so the first time we heard them, I didn't even know that what that was. So the first time we heard mm. them, so I'll, I'll, I'll get back to the morning. Um, mm. uh, with the hollow monkeys but when we were on the first day we walked along the river uh just as mm. a quick walk for a few hours 
and with, with, with another member of the tribe. And he was carrying with him, uh, by the way, these things called uh, poporos. And these are things that men who have been kind of gone through their coming of age have to carry because it shows that they have rights and then they can vote, stuff like that. They always have to carry it. And they what choose- is it? It's, 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 a, it's, it's a kind of piece of wood with a gourd on top. And the, and the thing about it is that they chew coca and uh, some sort of a shell, um, coca leaf. and Oh, I did. Yeah. I read about this. Yeah, they grind up um, like seashells or something. Exactly. Don't they? they grind up seashells. And, and it becomes the paste. Exactly. And then they mix yeah. it with the coca and they spread it on, on top of these poporos. And the shaman can read them these and, and explain mm. to them certain things about their personality and stuff like that so this is so, so give them a kind a, of like a high it's, it's a writing of a diary effectively on that poporo um of their spirit and uh or the personality and does the coca mm. give them a high so so we we had it so what they well, do and also the shell the grinded up shell i don't really see the see the, the point so, of that but it I seems can, to be important, so it must have some kind of effect yeah. or something, no? So I can. So the, the the coca thing is kind of interesting. So so we're hopping around, but I've got all the um, topics in my head, so we'll, we'll get around to everything. But right, yeah, yeah, so so, well, so the we'll coca, get back to the the morning when you woke up. The morning and that. and 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 the first time we heard how the monkeys and this is what this yeah. is related to. So we're with this guy, uh, another guy from the community, and so yeah, the so. He was chewing coca leaves and the coca leaves, how they make it is really interesting, actually, because they collect all these leaves. They put it in a bag, which they make mm. out of agave fiber, fiber, <clears throat> tequila is made out of, but they used it for fiber instead this time. And with a hot rock. And then they, we have photos of it, of them. Um, then they, they, they kind of mix it around really fast so nothing burns. But you have all this smoke pouring out the agave fiber bag and it smells like coca and it's really like amazing, like aroma of like green tea or something like that. And the, yeah. and, and, and when you chew the leaves, very tasty when they're toasted. Did you, you got to do it? You got to chew them? Once we uh, started talking to the guy and taking an interest in him and making him laugh, he became open to us, like trying some some of his coca leaf whilst from the jungle. Yeah. No, 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 not just my yeah. dad. Uh, the, the, the the first, the other person. guy, yeah, yeah. And um, it doesn't. It's honestly, it's like tea, much more mild than even caffeine. Um, yeah, you know, much more. So and that's why they not can that eat big it constantly. No, it's okay. just, it's it's like a it's like a you get a clarity. Um, like when you would drink mm. a tea or something, but a bit of a sharper clarity. It doesn't make your heart rate fly up or anything crazy. And, and that's why they can chew it all day because they do chew mm. it all day. And they say it's because they have to make the poporo. So getting to the, to the seashells, one function is definitely to help the um, coca stick. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speculating here, but I'm guessing the reason why there's a transfer of personality is because you chew the coca. It's something that's been inside of you. And now it's on top of this um, poporo, which is drying on top. Mm-hmm. And so, and what helps it stick is the seashells. Though I know that seashell, and, and I don't know if they chew it with this. I don't think they chew it with the seashells. No, they don't chew the seashells. It's, it's only to mix it and to put it on a on on the poporo. I think it's just to make it stick. Although other tribes, so they're not actually in the center ingesting of, the seashell no, no. thing. Not from the what I observe. 
Yeah, they were only mixing it okay. um, and making the paste out of it. That said, other tribes in the center of Colombia, in Cauca region of Colombia, they actually mix that coca leaf with lime, like the white powder, the, the, the limestone. Mm. And the alkali helps the absorption of the, of the coca. Mm. So there are people who do mix it with, with something that's high in calcium, like a seashell. Um, so anyway, so, so we, 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 were, we were walking with this guy, chilling with him. Um, and one point they walked a little bit further ahead and I was mm. walking behind. Um, but I was just kind of, it's kind of like, you've got to imagine that there's a lot of trees. There's a lot of rocks. There's a lot of leaves all over the rocks and it's getting to sunsets. So everything's a bit golden and brown. Mm. And mm. I was just walking kind of happily. I've walked in many jungles. I was like, oh, another jungle. Let's walk happily in this direction. And I saw a stick that as I got closer, kind of like in my days, just like kind of hanging around the jungle, wasn't really paying much attention like I should. The stick looked a bit more like a slug. And I was thinking, why does this stick look like a slug? And then in texture, and then I put one more step forward and this thing flipped up like full meter up off the ground, flipped over and went away. It was a snake um, right in front of me. And yeah, needless to say, wow, well, it jumped up in the air a meter. Because I, I, I freaked it out and it was about, about a meter and a half long anyway, maybe even two meters long. And half its body came off the ground uh, and it turned over and fell back on the ground. In Two the meters direction. long. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. That's yeah, massive. It was very long. It was very long. Yeah. What kind of snake was it, do you think? It do you was think it was proud. I, I, I don't think it was venomous because I think venomous, I don't know. I think, I think from what I understand, it wasn't a venomous, venomous one. And I think if it, the venomous ones over there would have maybe curled up and been a bit more aggressive. Um, mm. one didn't have the same defenses, so it just ran away. Uh, my assumption. So that was the first freak out. So you jungle, thought this just two meter it. long snake was a slug? <laughs> I thought it was a stick because it was perfectly straight okay. around. And then as I was getting closer, okay. I saw the texture was off. It was like like an animal of some sort, like a slug, oh, okay, okay. Right. something okay. shiny to it. And then as I was thinking that, clocking it, <laughs> it, it jumped because I, I freaked it out. Um, yeah. Oh. Then we walked further. I'm getting to the howling monkeys, but we walked further and inside the uh, water were shrimp, freshwater shrimp mm. in the river. They were like, like we saw them at like five centimeters, but apparently they grow to 20 mm. centimeters. And in the full moon, they kind of come and they start bobbing up and they just, the tribe, well, some of the guys, they walk out and they, and they grab them and they, and they cook them up. Um, it's 20, centimeter, 20 centimeters. Yeah. This is a this is alive, oh. man. This jungle is alive. You really feel you feel yeah. like you're in a place that's you know buzzing with things that were so unfamiliar because I'd been locked away in pandemic mode for two years, and suddenly coming out mm. into this world was was freaky. And and as we were coming back in the dark, uh, we were just messing with the vines and stuff because it's huge vines. And they're fun to just bounce around with. And suddenly I heard like the wind howling mm. and then it became louder and it felt like a roar. And I thought, frick, I know Jaguar's cough, 
when they're that far away. They don't really roar like this, but it sounds like a sounds like a big cat. And, I, and like, it's crazy. And then casually, the guys are just like, oh, yeah, they're the howler monkeys. But it was the eeriest, mm. most beastly, I think the word's beastly thing. Mm. And um, these monkeys aren't that, they're, they're pretty they're pretty sizable. They're not small monkeys, but they're not yeah, huge yeah. either. Yeah, they're, they're like probably about four feet from what I saw, full of muscle. They're all uh, they're quite large black fur, right? And they've got no. like a, this kind of like large throat. Yeah, so they've got a black face and ginger mm. fur, red fur, and, oh, okay. and, and quite a big throat and quite strong. And so getting back to the morning now, when we're waking up and hearing these howler monkeys completely like otherworldly, even though this is our world <laughs> experience. Mm. And mm. just my idea was like, I reckon if we walk down a certain valley on our way back, and the way he navigated was absolutely insane. It did, didn't matter where where he didn't have, we asked him, how do you navigate? Because we're completely confused and disorientated here. We've been walking different directions, different valleys. I've been using my compass and I kind of gauge it from that. But what are you using? And um, he just said, I always have a sense of home. And I always can orientate myself to that sense. And I can see the sun and really? I can see the mountains and I kind of know what's going on. Yet, basically, it's kind of unbelievable because obviously the jungle with mountains and rivers and everything, it's, it's not, you know, it can send you in any direction. Well, that's what it feels like to me anyway, but he can understand mm. what that means relative to home always. Um, and it's got amazing <coughs> memory in this way. Anyway, he said, let's go down this valley. Maybe we can exactly that yeah. that that really cool animal. But there are it there but, are black yeah. ones as well. Oh, now you make me want to. It's quite it's quite a funny. Go funny look picture, for howler like monkeys the, with the albinos mm-hmm. and the black howler monkey. They all it looks like they're all singing, <laughs> like a choir of howler monkeys. That would be a very loud choir, Ooh. definitely. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, he says, he says, let's go down this valley. I mean, when we make our way down this uh, this valley, actually there's these plants on the way down. So we're using animal tracks, by the way. And when there are no animal tracks, mm. then we, we cut through the jungle and you can smell like pig feces and things that have been there recently. But there's this plant on the way down and he told, he told us afterwards, don't hold on to it because things are really steep and slippery. So we're like grabbing onto things as we're going down, vines, branches. <laughs> plants whatever we can yeah. hold on to and it's like that one will give you a really bad rash and i and sure enough I, i've had a really bad rash until today <laughs> so it's been like oh, 10 days or something um <laughs> and, and but but in the midst of whilst we were going through this patch of these like fleshy plants that look like ginger or something um above us on a tree above us is a whole family of howler monkeys and they're just staring at us looking down like, oh. What are these creatures that are in our space? What, what is going on here? Because nobody's been to this part you? of the jungle. Or are they staying quiet? They were very calm. They spent about mm. 45 minutes, 50 minutes uh, above us, um, just looking at us, crawling around. They didn't howl, which I was kind of, you know. Upset. No, upset about. Upset, I, I, like, I wanted, uh, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. I was like, come on, guys. Like, Disappointed. Yeah. yeah, I want to. I want to hear that and Wait, see that. Really so you say up. that they were there for forty-five minutes. Were they? Were they following you, or you were hanging around because you were, we were fascinated by them? I think. I think it was mutual. <laughs> it's a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. I think they they had uh, some food on the tree, but they spent a good mm-hmm. long time just looking at us, and 
Mm-hmm. And we spent a good long time looking at them. And it's like <laughs> kind of that mutual thing that just had us both sitting there for 45, 50 minutes. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of surreal, I guess. It's quite a, an amazing experience. Well, it sounds like an amazing experience when when you see a wild animal and they're just as fascinated by you as you yeah. are of them and you can just see the inquisitiveness and the curiosity in their eyes just like what the fuck yeah is this? exactly yeah. Is <laughs> and, you know mm. they weren't i think at some point maybe there was a little bit of kind of like hey now that's enough get out of my territory because the one the, the males are like shaking the branch above us um you know oh, like yeah, bouncing yeah. up and down on the branch but yeah we, we saw a bit of that behavior with another monkey right in tyrona um yeah but, that, yeah but then he calmed down again and just started uh looking it wasn't standoffish it wasn't making any kind of you know aggressive gestures it was just mm. maybe looking at us testing us in his way trying to figure out what we do what we're about because i don't think because th- there will be some troops of monkeys hala monkeys which are very close to because we, we saw a troop actually on the way out of the uh, on the on the when we were leaving the community we took another route and as we were coming to the river which was by the main road there was a tree and the tree was full of howler monkeys so this mm. troop was right next to the main road then they might make they might get food out of the bins or whatever and i think they'll be very used to people but this one deep in the jungle mm. yeah they didn't seem aggressive like we'd uh they, they they know humans and they were kind of like annoyed by us or anything but yeah that was that was a pretty pretty cool experience and yeah. especially i mean just was a beast as well man he's he was like king of the jungle he he knew how to navigate that place he was macheteing non-stop for like hours on end no problem you know uh just when it started raining just chop off the correct leaf throw it on his back keep him dry uh you know climb climb palm trees or whatever like this was his home it's so cool and yeah it was, it was kind of another interesting about the experience because it wasn't like these weren't just guides this was actually the mm. you could feel that this was his home and he wasn't yeah, scared yeah, at yeah, all yeah. and he knew what every single plant did and and what every single yeah you know what every track was and every smell was and you know when he made the wow. the um uh like the kind of hut or little place where you stayed mm. um was it was it just completely there was no um mm-hmm. like a uh, thing to build upon he just made a little place for so, you to stay from scratch completely yeah i, I reckon it's a collaborative effort because we definitely gave advice from our experiences as well how to construct okay. this thing um i i don't know if he's done that very often and there were things that i think we'd have done differently and updated if we just had didn't have that much darkness for example he yeah so the idea is always and um, when you're building these kinds of shelters whether that be in the uk or in a temperate forest or or or, or in these jungles wherever you have trees that you find a group of trees that are not so far apart and you take logs and you place the logs between the branches of this group of trees so if you have four trees you can put four logs between the branches of them and that kind of begins to form the support of the canopy. Then you grab some vine, because we didn't have rope. We grab vine and we tied the corners. The way that you tied the corners is important, but I think that's where we get, get some advice and stuff. And um, 
And then, yeah, you begin to create the supporting structure. Um, most useful are logs, which uh, have also like a V at the top, because you, mm. can, you can do lots of interesting supporting things with those. And then with that, you then start to put the beams across, which are another light logs, mm. you tie them in. And then that creates kind of like a frame in which you can, on top of which you can put leaves. Now, we, I learned in the Amazon exactly how you do this with the leaves and you have to cross thatch them so that when the rain falls, it falls in the same direction and it will never fall into your space because it would catch different layers of leaves and then flow out. But if you obviously okay. have leaves that are going in opposite directions, then the water will puddle and then fall down vertically. And so that's, uh, okay, that's yeah. one of the mistakes I think that they made. I think he felt maybe that it wasn't going to rain that night. It did a bit, but not too much. Oh. I, I remember him actually just going to bed, actually like lying down with his uh, machete and going, I hope it doesn't rain like crazy. Because <laughs> he knew that that would be a bad situation. There's a lot of holes in that room. Wait, so he, he didn't... Uh... Thatch it. Uh, thatch the, the, the roof. Um, he, he didn't thatch it. He just threw the leaves on top. And we were like, oh, guys, like we just spent another half an hour just aligning these leaves, but they weren't having it. They were just like chucking the leaves on top and, um, <laughs> you know, more as and a then, break. At the end, before going to sleep, he was like, I hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> I hope guys. it doesn't rain. You're like, <laughs> well, we did say that you yeah. could uh, thatch it in a particular way to prevent this, but. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just lay them down, just not in any direction. That's interesting. But in the same that direction. Yeah. No, but it's, it's it's interesting that actually there is a, a opportunity for sharing of um of um you know different techniques as well, right? You would think that these guys are living out in the jungle that they would have these um these techniques down to a T already. So but yeah, there think... is the opportunity to share new new wisdom with them. That yeah. despite the fact that we come from the city, you know we. We we've, can, we've experienced if you're interested in yeah. this kind of stuff like um you know there, there's a lot of knowledge especially when you're in i think europe and america and you're close to places that are cold cold places and mountainous places tend to still have quite a lot of bushcraft enthusiasts and a lot of knowledge developed mm. and but yeah. more than that like it was it was the trips to the amazon and i think in the amazon the tribes are very different and there and there's almost very little that I can compare. But one of the things that that um, I experienced that was good. So one of the, one of the, no, no, one of the funny things I think maybe maybe this is what it was. Over there, the tribe that we visited in the Amazon, the man needed to know how to thatch a roof to get a wife, and some of them had kind of resulted resorted to like building corrugated iron roofs, and they weren't allowed to get wives um, so they had to learn mm -hmm. because they had to learn okay. they taught us <laughs> and also it uh, rains every day it's there. easier to learn something by teaching someone something right yeah well no they've already learned it but i think they realized it's a significant thing and they should show us how to do it too and, okay, uh, yeah. and also it rains every day in the amazon in santa Marta, there's months where it doesn't rain so you know something i think that's okay. kind of more necessary the other thing is that um the tradition in the amazon is well, in, where we were anyway, is fresh thatched roofs. Whereas in Santa Marta, it's different because the dry season, they do collect dry leaves and they build much more heavy-duty, long-lasting roofs with them. And, mm -hmm. in, and the Tyronas, to get into that, where this culture comes from, isn't, as, as you can already hear, they have a lot of their culture 
quite well structured and developed. A lot of thinking has gone into it, and it's, it's quite, it's quite. I mean, it's it's just more than a tribe; it's a civilization, right? Yeah. And they already had a domestication of um, crops and animals, especially cassava, maize, and various animals. So they weren't nomadic, and they were more like kind of building communities okay. for thousands of years. And so I don't think necessarily they say like around 2000 years hanging right? around the jungle is their thing yeah exactly yeah i i I, mm. I i read um the peak the height of their population was the 11th century ad and th- from i think a thousand years before christ so about three thousand years ago that was when they began to dis- domesticate um various crops so for three thousand years domestication and 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 so yeah they 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 know how to survive in the jungle they know how to live there but they but more or less they this by building communities and villages and domestication mm. that's what they know really well um but like i said he's home in the jungle i reckon if he, he didn't need to build a shelter he could have just slept on a tree or something like you know like he's just completely relaxed uh mm. nothing would have really bothered him um, if they were to set, settle down uh, for like four or five days. Oh, he did say that the shelter <laughs> was so messy. He said that, uh, I think I think they do do this occasionally because he said, as we walked away, and by the way, when we left the shelter in the morning, we had to mm. turn anti-clockwise four times and then walk away as a sign of respect and thanks to the place that's given us shelter overnight. And, uh, okay. and he said... <laughs> We've been What's here for one night, but it looks like you, we've been here for four days. So it just goes to show how much like messier we are than, than how they are in the jungle. Um, <laughs> trashed. Like, what, were you, what, what were you doing? Nothing. I thought it was just normal, but obviously we just, I don't know how we behave or whatever. Did you, wasn't conservative did you pollute the, the rainforest, Shazam? Did you throw your trash <laughs> everywhere? And... <laughs> no, it was just, I don't know what it was, but... Clearly, uh, there was like leaves strewn around here and there, and it wasn't just very like neat and low profile. We, we definitely left a left left the space. Well, what's um, what's the significance of turning anticlockwise four times? Uh, well, the meaning of it. So this, I, I don't know why exactly four times. I don't know why exactly anticlockwise. Um, but I got the you know sometimes you can gauge these things from what it felt like you were doing. This is intuitive, mm. and it felt like mm. we weren't just turning our backs to the place that gave our shelter and walking away. We were yeah. a bit more progressive about it. We were facing it and then turning away, then facing it, and turning away, then facing it, and turning away. And um, your thoughts as well. We weren't just using the place and then just walking away. We actually, when you were turning, you actually had to provide some, um, you had to. What was it? It wasn't um, thanks. It was about your ex. It was a lot about expectations. Um, mm. You know, you were supposed to guess, thank the spirits, but also tell them what you expected it to be and what it was like for you. Okay, and like a review. So it's a review. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and 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 actually, this. On, uh... This relates to also, yeah. This relates to how we entered the village too, because you can't just enter the village. You actually have to go to a sacred place that the shaman. Whenever any community set up, the shaman 
uh, or the spiritual leader, which by the way, at a very young age has to decide they're gonna be a spiritual leader. And then they spend seven years away from anyone in the jungle and in caves training with another person before they can come back to society and say that now I'm- Not in isolation. I think there is isolation There's learning um, about all the knowledge about plants and about the culture and about the rules and the laws, which they all these things that they have to uphold and have knowledge of the rituals plus isolation time as well. Mm. Imagine the cave time is isolation time. They have to go to, I I, I remember like a darker place, but so, so these guys, they come and they, 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 when they, when you can set up, you you have to ask them for for permission. If you want to set up a new community, when you do, they will arrive and then they'll say that this is a sacred place that all guests come before they enter the village. And I think that's really, really interesting because it's like, you know, you can't just enter. You have to have this point of like recalibration to be appropriate. And it's appropriate in terms of your mentality. And I found mm. this focus on, on, on your kind of emotion and mentality really interesting. It's, just, it's a lot of what we would call mindfulness activities built in mm. uh, to yeah. their way of life. And you, you, you have to meditate by in this spot and what you're meditating on is you had to do that before you entered the village. yeah yeah we all did yeah. and what you're meditating on is um your expectation and, mm. and so, so there's a lot of expectation management you don't come in and you mm. don't complain right because oh this mm. is not good enough i thought it was going to be like this no because you're already kind of pensive about it and absorbing it and kind of processing it you you <clears throat> talk to the spirit you you, you 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 set your expectations what you think it's going to be like and i think the second you start thinking like that you start to realize that maybe it's not going to be like that and you start calming down a little bit um it's all it's a lot of reflection and did they create it, a lot of opportunities did it help? For reflection. did it help you personally do you think yeah i i find i find reflection a really important aspect of life in general and I found, and I think we, we, we're kind of getting to that in, in, in our big cities. Like, you know, we, we, we're appreciating meditation more and um, uh, like I think kind it's, of it's, this kind I of stuff. I think it's uh, something that is, is uh, uh, tr- slowly not, I think it's being incorporated yet, but there, there is, there is like a, there is like a, a push to incorporate it in some way. It's, some aspect or another but i don't think it's i don't think it's it's um you know because i i mean my my background moment is in a in the corporate world completely right and mm. i i don't see that and i don't see any really? i mean i know we there was one restaurant in japan that we i really liked and i like going to but it's shut yeah. down because it's the restaurant side of it was one aspect of it but the the main business of that or the idea um uh of that restaurant they had two floors one floor was a restaurant and a floor above it was like a space for like a corporate space for like uh com- people from companies to come and meditate um and um you know it would it would kind of meld the two together so they can go down they go down to the bar they can have some food they can have some um they can have some drinks or whatever but then mm-hmm. you know before that they would be upstairs um yeah, basically doing these kind of like mindfulness um, activities, meditating oh, and reflecting, but it closed down because it just it was it doesn't get anything. I mean, the restaurant was great; we loved it. Um, <laughs> but the other but, thing was just a bit funny. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it just, I guess the, the, but, there's probably like a push towards it, but there just isn't well, I really. Think, I think, um, I think corporate, it's interesting corporate. this topic. I think there's there's two pushes towards it in, you know, I call it Western societies. Um, because, yeah, that's what it is. I think one push is the corporate one. Whenever there's a corporate push, it's because they, they, they want more productivity. They see that people are wearing out and these practices this allocation of time leads to more productivity than if they just work for that period of time overall. Right. And that's the same with the, with the classic tea break, the tea break was invented where mm. I think in the UK with, I think there was ladies who, who were knitting or making matchsticks. I can't remember. And, and um, because they could do this fine work and they realized that those productivity was going down. So they gave them a break, you know, where they could drink tea and biscuits, which was, zero productivity in that period for them and uh, but but it was something that the ladies like um but but they did it and and they realized the caffeine revitalizes them and there was more productivity overall yeah. that they had caffeine and now we have coffee breaks so when corporations do it is is to increase productivity but i think inside ourselves too i think there's a, a there's there's a general need uh, more and more of a growing from what i observe need to find stillness and peace and because we're, we're we're living in this kind of very stimulated world, very busy, a lot of things that we're constantly kind of stimulated by, whether it be TV screens, lights, information here, information there, and this and kind of internal a, desire to exactly, find stillness. Yeah, that's a, exactly why I'm going on this uh, <laughs> this retreat. Like, not really a retreat, but that's exactly why I'm going uh, um, for this Zen Buddhist retreat. Um, yeah, this is interesting. In a week's Cause, time, cause it's because it's golden. Week, I feel right? like, mm, and it's golden know, week. Um, golden week is just um, uh, a week in Japan where a lot of public holidays uh, kind of come together in uh, within one week. Uh, so I would say uh, like three yeah, okay. public holidays, and so basically people just take that entire week off. They're very happy about um, it. It's golden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, I I was just. Um, I mean, in previous years, I'd gone with some mm. friends uh, traveling, but um, one of one of the friends had gone back to the UK, mm. um, um, and some of them, some new guys have come, but they're still like getting to grips. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go do something on my own. Also, something that we can talk about on the podcast as well. Yeah, um, I, was, I wanted to uh, mention this because um, yeah, it ties in really well, and 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 I, I'm very very interested in what your experience is going to be of this let's, let's, let's get into that i mean i'm curious about one like your motivation about going to this retreat what what is it about and in the true iku manner what are your expectations of, go, <laughs> of, of going to this uh, retreat <laughs> you know um I, I i see it as kind of like a, almost like a, a, a detox week um but but not really. I mean, that's kind of like a very superficial kind of explanation for it. I, I, mm. I am very fascinated in, in culture, in, in philosophy and religion, all that kind of stuff anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, and I remember my younger brother had said that he'd had done a, um, a couple of days living um uh, with uh, Buddhist monks in Japan, Zen Buddhist monks in Japan as well. And he said it was an amazing experience. Um, so I, I wanted to learn about a bit more about Zen Buddhism as well, because it, it's, it's very, 
esoteric as well. I remember I read I read recently a book, um, the Tao Physics, which was Mm. it was exactly that, very esoteric. And I Mm. I feel like if I would give you a synopsis for that book now, I wouldn't be able to because it was like it was (laughs) it was so it was so difficult to understand. um... And I feel and I feel Zen Buddhism Mm. is probably something less that you can was it learn from a book and more yeah. that you should experience mm-hmm. that's i think you one know, of the because... tenets that the reading is the medicine but really is the practice uh that that counts and mm. i think alan watts uh was is is the most famous translator of zen buddhism into yeah. english mm. you know and Western. i mean he always says you know like um I think one of the things he said anyway was like, you know, Zen Buddhism is not about learning as it is more about unlearning. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and you can't unlearn from a book. <laughs> you, you can't, you, I think you could only, <laughs> you could only go to the monastery in this kind of very peaceful place up in the mountains in Nagano basically mm. um and um you know in the mornings we'll just be meditating I don't know how many people I Nagano by the way just one other person no. it's beautiful it's Japan Alps and it's mm, yeah it's Japan Alps cool. um and in the mornings I think it's just meditation in the afternoons apparently it's silence yeah uh no talking as well mm. um and you're just doing you're just uh, helping in the garden and stuff sometimes as well. Um, all vegetarian food, mm. um, silent meditation, walking meditation, they say as well. Um, I remember when I told my colleagues about it, they were like, oh, you have to be ready for, because um, uh, in Zen Buddhism, you know, the monks will stand there. And if you're not meditating properly, they get a bamboo stick and whack you <laughs> over the shoulder or the head or something. But I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure mine's not going to be that experience. <laughs> I mean, I... I, I... Um, I had a funny experience. You wish it is? Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, well, no, no I don't, I don't, I don't wish to be hit by a bamboo stick. I mean, if it makes you a better person, if that's, you know, better person meaning in line with your own goals, uh, then yeah. maybe that's good for you. <laughs> but um, I remember, like, I had a, this is a whole other story, but I remember I, there's a taiko group, the, the um, big drums in Japan, and I really love to play drums. Mm. And I went out to Sarugashima, this island in Japan, at first uh, Western volunteer amazing story as well yeah so i think this is something that we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit now and i'm sure it will come up later we can go into i I think i want to i think i also want to do the same thing that you did so i want to go there one day maybe we can do it together actually i'd love hmm. to go back and we can do it together but the the funny thing there the way where it links to your thing with the bamboo stick is that um so I wanted to learn. Oh, so I volunteered there. I didn't speak any Japanese. All the other guys around me spoke Japanese. And one day I managed to uh, do something which has a universal language, which is play the music. And and I, I went to do some lessons in <laughs> this hall of taiko drums. I thought it was going to be like, oh, I had expectations. Turns out, you know, there's this one drum where you're, um, where you're, 
kind of you, you have your legs you have your feet hooked around the drum and you're leaning back so you're kind of almost oh in yeah, a, yeah, yeah. In, a, yeah. in a kind of like a sit-up position and you're yeah. using your like abs. 45 degrees right exactly and using your, your abs core you have to use your core strength core to, to throw the to... sticks against the drum and and yeah. uh, and i guess tiring <laughs> and you know this supposed to be like this romantic spiritual experience to be like going out to this place <laughs> in japan well, well, and there's this guy the teacher squatted next to me and just screamed in my face. <laughs> I was like, no, well, the, taiko, the guys that are doing taiko drumming, they're all like ripped. ripped right. Originally it's a war drum, so it's, it kind of has that element to it too. It's not well, I think yeah. it's just because your 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 body is like in, yeah, it's in constant, it's like movement, it's, right? Your full always... body exercise thing, these drums. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh yeah. massive. It's, it's, yeah they can be massive rounds but it's super intense and these guys go in the morning mm. every morning for like 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 i think 14k runs just as just to play the drum which is which mm. is a wild thought um but anyway so yeah just just struck me as you know uh <laughs> parallel be, yeah hopefully it's not going to be as uh as uh rough as that but like so, the, Zen, the Zen monk won't be screaming in my face it, as I'm meditate, trying to meditate. Exactly. <laughs> so okay, so this brings me to the things. So like, what what do you what do you hope for from this experience? What why why first of all, why are you going to a monastery to do this? And do you, do you expect that you could transfer what you experienced in the monastery or? outside back back to the back to the city life yeah because i want i want a full immersive experience um i i try i try at home to meditate and i'm uh often like um just to time it to see how long i can meditate for i'll I'll put on like a piece of like music Mm. then often and it's like eight minutes long piece of music or something and and uh and I find myself, you know, I'm sitting there meditating and then occasionally I like, I'll be like, oh, it's got to be close to eight minutes now, surely. And like, I'll like open one eye and quick, like quickly like, uh, yeah, there's like three minutes gone, like, fuck's sake, all right, <laughs> like, fuck, another five minutes. <laughs> I haven't even got halfway yet, fuck. <laughs> so I want to I wanna see if uh, uh, getting to uh, the actual monastery and um, being in in that space fully immersed in that space will will not only just help me meditate but kind mm. of i'll feel like i want to meditate you know and maybe mm. it would it would actually help me Ooh, um, just go deeper in my mind and i and, you know There's i a... i you know people people say that you know you could have um changes in like um mm in um perception and consciousness or whatever and like mm. just by just by being very very um um i don't know i mean i don't know what the word is but like have you ever meditated mm. very deeply yeah and your head starts to feel lighter um oh, maybe funny. sometimes you'll start to see but, yeah. like uh, different colors you know like um it is like a phenomenal you can hallucinate Mm. You can hallucinate if you go into these kind of um, um, what's it called, uh, non-sensory chambers or something. You're floating in like salt water. You don't hear any sound. You don't see any light, and right. you can start hallucinating. Then, right? Apparently. Yeah, because your um, your sense your because all of your senses, which are 
kind of uh, you know calibrated to something else yeah yeah right. yeah uh the calibration There's no sensory input else. whatsoever yeah exactly yeah um really and you know meditation is supposed to um not supposed to but you know you can you can uh, get these kind of experiences and mm-hmm. it's uh you know like that's why i'm sure the shamans are doing it as well because for them it's a very spiritual experience and but, you can you know what the... achieve <laughs> yeah hmm? altered states of consciousness probably uh, one question i was actually going to ask you was that yeah. when in the rituals that they have um mm. with these shamans do is there anything like ayahuasca or something involved as well i you know? wasn't i mean when we were in venezuela i know that there was a shaman that came around and did the did the ritual um uh and and he was moving around a lot of territory and people people mm. knew when he was coming and, and it and it was a it was a thing uh i don't think in santa marta ayahuasca doesn't grow there it's an amazonian thing um yeah to put to my job, they do it but i don't know what other rituals and what other um is that kind of closely guarded secret? They don't do that too in front of exactly. So these 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 are every tribe, every region has a different exposure, a different history with the outside world. And um, mm. as far as these guys go, they have it. You know, we 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 they only reveal something to us once they felt comfortable. And to feel comfortable, you just had to. I guess we had to be ourselves, be very respectful and very interested. And I think that that's mm. that's what they that's. All they needed to open up a bit, and I think as we, if we live mm. with them more, and when, when they saw us work hard and like they could see like okay, we can reveal a bit more to them, and it was like kind of this process of, you know, okay, we we're going to reveal a little mm. bit more to you now. I don't know, you know, to what point we'd have to go before they'd re- they'd allow us to have contact with their deep rituals and meet their shaman, and if even to meet the shaman, I don't know what conversation they would have to have with the shaman for for <clears throat> to accept it as well it's 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 very yeah it's very interesting yeah. like that and even the photo we took at the end it was like she said it's one of the first photos i've, I've taken and it's just it's because um you guys are from from india and i think what that meant was that uh wasn't just like oh novelty it was kind of like hey there seems to be something familiar between mm. us because there is like it's deep inside i grew up meditating and i grew up so i think we were naturally at ease and 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 they could feel that we were naturally at ease with, with some of their customs and can we, understood them can we post this picture up on uh, on our social media website so because i'd be interested in seeing this photo as well i want to see the people and uh i think the place we where can't we, we have photos of them but we we shouldn't mm. post them online because i think okay they 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 did yeah i think it was a big deal that mm. um, they allowed us to share this moment where we could take a photo. And I got the impression that it wasn't something that they wanted um, shared or isn't something that they're strictly even allowed to do, but they were opening mm. themselves up to it. So I don't, I don't want to like yeah, abuse that. But there, 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 are, there are contextual, like we have a photo of just my dear meditating. I don't think he was happy about that. I think he felt, you know, we made mistakes. You know, naturally, because it's a completely mm. new culture, we don't understand it. We they they speak their own language and Spanish in a mixed way. Um, we speak mm. English and Spanish in a mixed way, and so there was mm. there was things that weren't perfectly. Um, we were getting used to each other, uh, so we did mm. make mistakes. But I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. So so we have very interesting yeah, photos, yeah. contextual photos, uh, mm. but I don't know. We'll we'll see what we can. Um, 
Maybe we yeah. can make illustrations. Care of the them. people. Illustrations could be cooler. Um, by the way, mm. yeah, exactly. It's actually a really cool idea. We can, we can we can we can do some cool illustrations. That would be really really cool. Actually, it could maybe even give mm. more of a feeling of the moment. But I was gonna say to you, Mike, like the there's just my own thoughts about what you're what what, what you were talking about um, when it came to your own meditation was that. And, and I'm, I'm sure these thoughts have already passed your mind. So I'm not, uh, I'm just, yeah, I guess I'm just saying, what are your, what, what do you think about the fact that it seems like there's a expectation that the external environment mm. of going to a monastery is going to mm. be the big difference, but mm. that really should be just the, the, the initial stimulus to create the kind of the circumstance into which there's kind of, internal change right because that's the ultimate mm -hmm. the ultimate thing yeah. is is an internal shift it, and also the expectation of like it seems like you know the whole at least in hinduism one of the aims of of meditation is not to really expect anything it's to get into this kind of observational situation mm. and if you reach mm. for something in your meditation you throw it off so if you're reaching for mm. Uh, experience that's going to actually make mm. the experience well first harder to get but also it's throwing it off because you're there for something where really you're supposed mm. to be there for nothing and seeing what mm. is actually there <laughs> mm. do you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. it's true I know what you mean I mean mm. but so the reason why I'm kind of uh, I would like to expect mm. something from it is because you know there's obviously something to it because mm. you know people around the world are doing meditation from japan to to um this tribe in colombia you know it's yeah. it's a it's something that there's probably no there's no um direct communication or maybe there could be communication historically between uh, these cultures um but people maybe. are just are just are doing it because they're getting something from it and mm. i want to know i want to know what that is basically and i want okay. to experience that and so there is <laughs> yeah. an expectation there uh which probably isn't good because i i know as well for for example you know people who always say you know you should try and quiet your mind as well but i also know i've heard many people say the point is not to quiet your mind you know you, you know there's, it's oh, no, to do it's that to... when you're meditating observe. it's impossible let everything yeah observe yeah. it you know let you let your mind go as crazy as you want and observe it and everything as well but but you, there, yeah. there probably is a point of clarity yeah. or an epiphany or something whilst meditation, whilst you're meditating. And I would like to experience that. Whether it's an yeah. altered state of consciousness that may happen or whether it's just clarity, mm. um, whatever it is. And, and it's probably the setting that will help. But also, I, I just would like to, I would like to talk and learn from a, a, a Zen Buddhist monk about Zazen Buddhism because you know so it's like so, it's so esoteric it's so hard to actually learn about it. Well, I guess this is the fascinating thing. I guess this conversation just sets the scene for the kind of like the questions that mm. I'm beginning to have about what you know just the questions beginning to have and then and then I'll be interested in seeing what you uh, find when you're there. Um, mm what philosophies yeah, um, you come across and... the next the next podcast i'm gonna have a shaved head um 
and we're fully vegetarian no more octopus yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, i'll be i'll be a monk for sure (laughs) a howler monk (laughs) (laughs) just like uh Get, get, yeah get your freak on um yeah no i mean i yeah i think i think i think it's going to definitely be it's going to be interesting also i think once you're in tokyo which is the world's biggest city it's a 40 million people or something um how long you feel what you developed in well, the you, monastery you cut out for a long time there i i cut out mm. oh wow so where did i cut out so oh, 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 what i was saying can you hear me now how long Something? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sounds like a name. <laughs> um, uh, so, how long in Tokyo it will take, which is like the world's biggest city, it's very hectic. Uh, how long it will take for for what you feel like the effects or the benefits of going to the retreat wears off, and mm. um, and and if you manage to maintain anything from uh, you know as well i think it could be something we yeah. could talk about you can check in on it for over the next month you know yeah um it's also interesting because before the day before for three days before i go to the uh uh retreat i'm also going to music festival <laughs> and no doubt it's having also- some <laughs> otherworldly experience there as well <laughs> for sure it's uh up in the mountains in the izu prefecture and it's going to be three days of like uh techno music and uh, <laughs> uh the raving it's gonna be great <laughs> and then the next day i go to go to Nagano and uh meditating this is, this, is, this is the modern monk like this, this is this is the modern <laughs> like seeker of, of of wisdom isn't it like just, oh, yeah. just every extreme of the spectrum just to see what is what's going on i think that's fascinating oh yeah <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 so yeah so find the fun um fantastic well i that, can tell you i can tell you exactly what that the contrast of what how that experience <laughs> against each other were. it's gonna be <laughs> this, this what's interesting is that in a way i think you're looking for like the same similar thing um but mm. using one is, uh, in a way, a lot of stimulation, music, being at this festival. And the other one mm. is the absolute antithesis, is the lack of mm. stimulation. So I think that's mm. another interesting contrast, which I, I wonder um, where we can get into that next time too. Like what what yeah. that what you feel. And if, if one of those was more profound than the other or, or they're profound in different ways, um, mm. Yeah, as well. Well, I think I'm going to this music festival because I, my, <laughs> my friend says that he's <laughs> Well, I mean, as in, like, my friend says he I'm on the list or something, so I, I should be should be able to get it. But I I, I, I keep asking, like, it's definitely is it going? Is it happening? Yeah, act like he's so, supposed to be there. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Blend with the crowd. We'll I, I really, I, I'm not even that bothered if I don't go anywhere because I, I kind of, I kind of want to have a like a calm wanna, before yeah I he said you, it's but, going for a detox but then just yeah, before but you're gonna tox <laughs> but if it's free if it's free and i don't have to pay for it i'm just on the list and i may as well go you know yeah no, no, i mean sounds 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 amazing um mm. yeah exactly so that sounds really cool um yeah what what, what a week that will be so okay yeah. cool well we look forward to it uh i i wonder mm. 
what your maximum meditation time will be. I think I mm. think that's 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 your task to measure oh, yeah. maximum meditation time and explain how and you I'll got try, there. I'll try I'll try to take some recordings while I'm there as well. Yes. Of, uh, maybe notes of reflection as well. Notes of reflection, and I think I think maybe we have a thing here with the immersive recordings. And so you mm. could, as you're entering this monastery, your your thoughts, the sounds, maybe mm. then day one, any significant moment, maybe we can hear the monks chanting first thing in the morning. I don't know, just walk us through the day. I, I think I think I think I would love to hear that immersive experience and your thoughts and yeah. how they're evolving. Mm. It'd be very interesting. Let's do that. Yeah, amazing. 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 Okay. Well, I feel like that's well, thank you for your your experience point. with the tribes. That was very interesting as well. No, so, and, do you know what? Um, I, I hope everyone listening found it interesting. Oh, we would love to hear your thoughts. Have you had any experiences like this before? Um, would you like to go an experience like this? Was there anything that we missed? Any questions that you you know you need answered? And uh, and we'd be more than happy to to. I mean answer them answer your questions and listen to your comments i think i think now i would love to begin a dialogue uh with between mm. us and then and, and the community yeah i think this is only mm-hmm. episode number three or four so it's a good time to start <laughs> let's see <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's see all right nice one well can't wait to catch up with awesome. you again mike and uh also mm-hmm. would love to understand what food that you eat in the monastery mm. and I'll try to take some photos how they well. make it and the thinking behind it. I think that'll be really interesting too. Yeah. Take some photos. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So several tasks for me. I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> Just imagine you taking your first photo with the monk and like covered in like paint and stuff. They probably going to think, Oh my God, because this Instagram uh, influencer with us, like <laughs> yeah. take a photo of this. Uh, do you mind just shining a light on there as I take? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> more zen, more zen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please, zen please look more zen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You sit there and pretend to meditate. Seem annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's that guy doing the bamboo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Uh, nice. I'm not actually one of those people. Just for clarification, I barely, I, I, I barely post anything on Instagram. Oh yeah, which, no, uh, like, like uh, I've had to like really push you to just take even a few photos for for the upcoming. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing experience. Well, let's see it then. <laughs> I didn't take any photos. Sorry. Yeah. All living, just living in the moment, Chatan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really. You can capture the moment just with your phone's mm. eye. Not instead of mm. mind's eye. Yeah. Anyway, no, yeah. I, I get it. I, I don't like to be too distracted by uh, by mm. cameras either. Anyway, that's another conversation. I think that's a, maybe a conversation we can have next time too. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. I'll, 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 t- I'll try and record it as much as possible and then I'll show everyone. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think that'll be an amazing, fascinating recording. It's for sure. To 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 hear the sounds and be in the midst of the Japan Alps or lack Buddhist of sounds, monastery. Yeah. Or, or lack of mm. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like maybe just the sound of mm. nature or whatever it is. Um, who knows what mm. it is? That's the discovery here. So yeah. That, we, we have it there, right? Awesome. We have discovery, food, and adventure. We have the big three. Okay, cool. Until next time then. Until next time. Ciao.